from God only. Do I do not think that I am come, that I will come, that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom ye trust. Who's he talking to here? The religious people, right? The Judaizers, the, the scribes and the Pharisees. For ye ha- had ye believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me, but if you believe not his writings, how shall you, you believe my words? Father, we love you today. We praise you today. We thank you today, Lord, for using me as the vessel, Lord, that you have chosen for this time and this hour. I pray that I would deliver this according to the way that you would have me to do it, Father, that it would be a blessing to those that would receive it today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. So my title today, you can be seated, Seeing is Not Always Believing. Seeing is Not Always Believing. And I I used the analogy earlier of the, the man with the blue light on his car pulling you over. And we drive down that highway sometimes and we see other people being pulled over. And we don't ever believe that that'll ever happen to us. Don't we? We don't. You don't have to answer that. But there comes a time where we push it just a little too far. We go just a, another mile or two over the speed limit than we've been going because we kind of get in that comfort zone where we just, we still, in the back of our mind, don't believe that that'll happen to us. And all of a sudden, you that that one that you've passed a hundred times sitting in the middle of the highway, all of a sudden as you pass, his lights come on. And you're thinking, oh, he got somebody. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? <laughs> I'm raising my hand because I've been here. <laughs> and you're looking around and there's no other cars on that side of the highway but you. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, yeah, he got somebody all right. And you're looking down and you're starting to go, well, I, I, I'm innocent. You know, I, did, I wasn't going that much over. So seeing the other people get, I don't know if this is helping this or not, but seeing the other people get pulled over and thinking that poor guy, I was going to use another term, but seeing the other people pulled over, you're thinking, man, I'm glad that doesn't happen to me because you didn't ever believe that that would happen to you. But now, what are you? A believer. (laughs) Now you believe. It can happen to me. So seeing is not always believing. We we get it in our minds sometimes. Jesus was trying to get in, trying to get, he was really trying, in my opinion, trying to reach these religious people. I think, you know, we read that sometimes in the New Testament where he's, he's calling them snakes and, and he's calling them whited sepulchers and all this stuff. But I really think that this same Jesus who had love and compassion for the lost, for everybody, he would, what did his word say? He would that all men might be saved, right? And that included those religious Jews, didn't it? He wasn't. God is no respecter of persons, is he? Well, I'll save the Gentiles, but I'm not saving those Jews. No, he didn't say that. He let them make their own choice. He sent Paul to 
to reach out to the Gentiles when the Jews re- when the Jews rejected him. Right? They rejected him. He didn't make them reject him. He they made their choice. And so I believe that he saw that they couldn't see who he was and he was trying his level best to get through to them. How many's ever been there? You're just just everything you do, you're trying to get through to somebody about something. It might not be this book or this truth or the you know anything Christian. It's just something you're just you're trying to get through to your kids, or you're trying to get through to that coworker. You're you're trying to get it through somebody's thick skull, something, right? And they just aren't seeing it. And you're sitting there going, "Well, I don't see why they don't see it. I see it." You're trying to tell your boss about something that is going on, and they're just like they live in another world. You think, "Why don't they see what I see?" Right? Seeing is not always believing. And so Jesus was trying his best. He's trying to tell them. He was, he was referring back to Moses. He, he knew that they were, they were students of the Word of God. And that day it was the Scriptures, which was what? The Old Testament. And he was trying to go back to those places in the Old Testament and say, I'm that guy that those prophets that spoke about, that, that the religious people of that day killed those prophets. And he was trying to get that across to them, and they just weren't getting it. They just weren't getting it. The disciples and the religious people alike had an equally difficult time believing everybody in that day. Even the disciples had a hard time believing that this guy, Jesus from Nazareth, was that Messiah. Because they called him everything. They called him rabbi. And they called him teacher. And they, they called him all this stuff. And some of them even said, oh, that that guy from Nazareth? Does anything good come out of Nazareth? Isn't he Joseph and Mary's son? Uh, in, their, in their mind, they were saying, that can't be. Because they forgot what the book said. And especially the religious people. They knew what the Scripture said. Isaiah 9 and 6. What does it say? It's Christmas time, right? Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the everlasting Father, the meaning one and only one, the Prince of Peace. Who is that talking about? Right? And those guys knew that Scripture. And they didn't get it. Seeing, they could not believe it. They saw Him. He was standing right in front of them. Right? It would be like you seeing that pinpoint buck. It's right there in front of you. Why aren't you shooting? A buddy of mine told me that the last two deer he shot, he was his wife hunts with him. And the only reason he got them was because she went like this and bumped him to wake him up. 
because he sat in the tree stand, fell asleep, and she knew she didn't want him to. She didn't want to have to deal with him going all the way back home, knowing that she got it and he didn't. So she bumped him and said, and so he was able to get it. It can be right in front of you, and you don't even see it, right? And these guys had the advantage of having the Messiah, the Lord of glory, standing right in front of them, talking to them, telling them who he was. At one point, he stood up in the, he went into the temple and he grabbed the scroll and he read out of Isaiah. The very scripture in Isaiah that said who he was. And then he gave the scroll back to the guy. And sat down, and it was like, hello? And they didn't get it. I mean, he gave them every chance, every opportunity. They were blinded by their own ambition. They were blinded and steeped in their own religious traditions. The, the Judaism, where did that come from? The, there wasn't anything that called that before they went into, into their 70 years of bondage. It all started after that. And so it was all man's ideas starting to get in kind of intermingled with the, the 613 laws and all that and the Ten Commandments. So they, over a long period of time, they started creating their own religious sect. And religious organizations, and they corrupted what was pure. And so it, it all became about them and their rules and their regulations and their and what they decided whether or not you were worthy or not. And they corrupted everything, and they became blinded by their own ambition. There's one scripture in the Bible that says that even today the scales are still over their eyes when they read the scriptures. So you can read the Bible, and if God doesn't give you revelation of what it says, you can read that thing till the cows come home and never get it. You can be seeing and not seeing. They saw Jesus with their natural eyes, but they couldn't see him with their heart. They were blinded. That scripture says, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. So before I came to this 29 years ago, I was blind. I was blinded by my religious upbringing. I'm not throwing Roman Catholicism under the bus, but that's how I was raised. And I had a foundation. And I knew that there was a God. And I knew these things, and I had had the Bible read to me before, so I knew and I believed. You know, the Bible says that first you got to believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Well, I wasn't diligently seeking Him then, but there came a point in time in my life where I started saying, this religion's not good enough for me. And so God began to open my eyes through circumstances and situation that happened in my life, and meeting people and being invited to the to church services and just, you know, like Sister Linda was saying, I just thought it was just me. 
But God was leading me. He was giving me understanding. They that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. God's going to open your eyes if you really want to know. Not, not for selfish reasons. Not so that you can flaunt it about and say, hey, guess, look what I know. Look how smart I am. Look how much Bible I know. That's not what it's about. Right? What is this thing that we do about? It's about a relationship. And so these guys, these religious Jews, they weren't interested in a relationship. And even the disciples weren't getting it right away. Amen? Is this all right? So we, so we're talking about back in that day, the first century church, and, and they don't get it and all that kind of stuff. And we get that. You know, Jesus was right there, and they, they were seeing, and they couldn't believe it. Even, even after he was crucified and died and rose from the dead and was walking around, they still didn't believe him. They still, they still didn't get it. So fast forward to today, and we find the same to be do, be true pretty much today. In our day. Although we do not have him literally standing right in front of us, we do have centuries and decades of historical, empirical data proving that everything in the Bible is absolutely true and that the entire story of Jesus Christ really happened. We have hundreds of digs and things going on over in that part of the world that they have found, I mean, just tons and tons of and of data that proves that the Bible really happened. All the stories in there really happened. I mean, if we have more proof now than we've ever had. As one of our instructors in PI said, a person today has no reason not to believe that the Bible is true. Because there's enough data, if you're interested in all that, well, prove it to me. Show it to me. I want to see it. I want to see the data. Right? There's plenty of it. And even with that, people still don't get it. They still don't understand. They still don't see, even though they're seeing. Right? The world today has a difficult time believing His Word and what it says about Him and how important it is to have that relationship with Him. And I think it's because they just don't want to. You know, you can choose to be blind spiritually. You can, you can resist just like the religious Jews did. You can resist the, even the thought that this might actually be the Messiah, that this thing might actually be true. You can create your own blindness and the devil will assist you with that. He'll make sure that you can't see. Amen. And that's, you know, that scripture says, they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, that kind of leaves it wide open. That to me, that says there's going to be some that are not going to hunger. There's going to be some that are not going to thirst. And they will have their reward. Amen? I don't want to go into eternity knowing that I had the opportunity, that I had the, the ability to choose and I chose the wrong choice. Because to me, when the Bible talks about hell, and there is a literal hell to be shunned and a heaven to gain, 
more than the fire and more than all the stuff that's going to go on in hell, to me, the thing that would be, that's going to torment me if I, if I were to end up there is the fact that I knew I had the chance and I didn't take it. That will torment me worse than anything. And that will torment that person worse than anything, than any fire or anything, knowing that you had the opportunity and you passed it up. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your inner man be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Once again, he's trying. He's trying to get into their thick skulls who he is. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, who, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the way. He's telling him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him. And what does that say? And have seen him. Who's him? Who's the him? And who's he, but who's he referring to? Himself. He's referring to himself. You, now you've known him and you've seen him. Because I'm, I'm him. I'm standing right here in front of you guys. Philip saith unto him, Lord. He's very sincere. Philip, you know, they're just trying to understand. Philip's not a bad guy. These guys aren't bad guys. He's their disciples. I mean, they're his disciples. He's, he chose them. He's trying to bring them to the place. He's trying to prepare them to be the leaders that they need to be. So that they can build the church through him. And, and because of them, we're here today. So these guys are important. Alright? Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. If you'll just, okay, Jesus, we'll, we'll, we'll play. We'll bite. Show us the Father since you're sitting there saying he's standing right, and Jesus is looking at him like, are you kidding me? Right? Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that has seen me, who's me? Has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father, Philip? Philip, don't you get it? That's what he's saying in our terminology. I am him. And he answered his question. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. What works? Works, works, works s apostrophe. The sake, for the sake of the works that have been done up to this point. How much more proof do you need? Is what he's saying. 
seeing, but not always believing. He was standing right in front of them. Today, Jesus is standing right in front of some people. And that's this is who he's standing in front of them through. Me. Everybody point at yourself. Me. I'm the Jesus that they see. That's my prayer when I drive up that interstate every day to that place where I work. Jesus, I don't want them to see Vince. I'm a nice guy. I get along with people. And I'm not mean to people and I, I'm, you know, but I don't want them to see me. Cause they're blind. They don't know. A lot of those people have religious backgrounds like I did. But they still don't get it. They still don't see. And I want them to see. And I want them to see you through me. So Jesus, when I get out of this vehicle and I walk into that place, please help me make sure that I'm showing forth you and not me. Let them feel the love of Jesus in my life. Because I can, you know, there's a, there's a, a saying in the world that says, fake it till you make it, right? You can't do that with this. You can't fake it till you make it. People aren't stupid. They know if you're real, if you're sincere or not. Jesus was sincere. When he stopped and on the side of the road and said, hey, bring that blind guy over here. No, he didn't go to him. He made him, them bring him to him. When he, when he stopped, when he stopped and that, that centurion said, my servant is sick. He said, I've never seen so much faith. Go, it's done. He had compassion for people and you, they could tell it was real and sincere. He didn't have to go around flaunting himself and saying and talking about how great he was. He just did it. And people could see. People know the human nature. They know, they know if you're sincere and real or if you're just putting on a religious show. And I'm sorry, but when, when Paul was talking, was telling his testimony, uh, to King Agrippa, he was talking about, he was saying that God called me to, to send me to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to the power of God. How's Paul going to do that? Of Paul's own volition, of Paul's own energy, of Paul's personality? Well, Paul had a really bad personality. He had a bad rap. He was killing people, so he couldn't use his, his, his background to say, see, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> right? He couldn't do that. So what did he have to depend on? Jesus Christ. Wasn't it Paul that said, follow me as I follow Christ? So he didn't, he was one of the only disciples that never actually got to meet Jesus and see him and look at him and touch him. So he had to depend on the testimony of those other men, the testimony of Jesus Christ. He had to look back as a, as a Pharisee, study those scriptures and, and see that, hey, because nothing was written up to that point about Jesus. So it was all word of mouth. So he had to trust that, hey, if it, this worked for him, then this is the method I got to use to reach people. That love, that compassion, that real, that real, real, real Christianity. You don't have to tell people. If you're really sincere, if you're really doing this, if this is really who you are, you don't have to announce it to anybody. And that's how God's going to open blind eyes. That's how he's going to unstop deaf ears spiritually.
We can be seeing and not and not seeing it. Amen. Praise God. And Matthew thirteen ten says, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him it shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him it shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not. And hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, or hard. And their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Jesus is saying, it's not, it's not me. It's them. And what that scripture says, they closed their eyes. Self-imposed blindness. So be it known unto you, therefore, you, that this salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. Amen? Once we have received this revelation of who Jesus is, and once we've received the understanding that of the necessity of water baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost that is absolutely necessary for our salvation, once we see that, like that story Brother and Sister Parker tell about the lady that suddenly in the middle of the Bible study just burst out, I see it, I see it, I see it. I was, I was there. I, I didn't yell like that, but I was there. The moment came where it was like, it just the, The light came on. I just saw it. It was like, man, I got to do this. I don't even care if it's wrong. I got to do it. (laughs) Really, that's how I felt. Take me down there quickly. And there's that moment that comes. And when we come to that place, we're supposed to eventually, not right away. Some people do right away. But eventually, we're supposed to get to the place where we realize, I got to tell somebody else. God opened my eyes, and and then God gives you a burden for that person, and you start praying that God will open their eyes. Because I want you to have what I have. I can't keep this thing to myself. I want you to see what I see. And the frustrating part of that is not everybody's going to see it. I mean, you can sell Kirby vacuum cleaners, and you can go from door to door to door to door to door, and a lot of people are going to turn you away and say, no, thank you. I know they don't do that anymore. Maybe they do. I don't know. A buddy of mine did that, and he said about every 10th or 15th person would let him in the door. That didn't mean he got a sale. It just means they let him in the door. But at least they let him in the door. So we we're, we got to seek for God to help us find that place now that we've had our eyes open. God, help me get in the door. Help me to find that place. Help me to be sensitive when I know that you have planted me in this place to know what to say. Because the Bible says, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Bible says that he'll bring all things to your remembrance. Now think about that for a minute. You can't remember something if you don't have it in there already. (laughs) 
He can't help you remember stuff that's not in there. So I'm pl- putting this little plug in right now. You got to put this word in you. You got to put it in there or you, there's nothing for him to recall. Can't put you can't take money out of the bank if you don't put some in there. I mean you you can do that but it's illegal. <laughs> right? It's called check kiting. Something like that. I don't know. But you, you've got to have corn in the crib as they say. You've got to have something in there. Right? So hide. I know our pastor just, you think that he just hammers this over and over again. It's just like, why does he keep doing that? There's a point. He knows. In his own walk, in his own testimony, he had to start putting that word in him because before that it was all kinds of other stuff that he was filling his heart and mind and soul with. So you got to replace that with some other stuff. When you get that stuff in you, it'll just come. When you get in front of a situation like that where somebody's, you start to see somebody's eyes opening, it'll start coming. You won't even have to think about it. The Holy Ghost, that power that I was talking about this morning, we've got that power. The Word of God is quick and powerful. He'll bring it to your remembrance and to the one that you need to say. Because He knows that heart of that individual. He's trying to help them get the blinders off too so that they can see and believe. This lost world today, they need to see, if I say see, what a victorious life in service to the Lord looks like. They're looking at us. That's the only Jesus they're ever going to see. Where my wife teaches and works that's she's the she feels that she's the only Jesus that some of the staff and kids are ever going to see is when she walks in that building every day so she has to be committed and dedicated to, to I'm going to be who I am for Jesus no matter what because somebody's watching somebody out there that's blind might get an opportunity to see and so it behooves her, it behooves you, I'm just going to point at everybody, to be who Jesus has called you to be, not be phony, not be fake, not be put on. People know the difference. You know, they know the difference if she's just putting on like she loves those kids. They know. They're not, they know, they know phony when they see it. Those little kids do, they know, but they know when sincerity, when she sincerely loves them, they know it. Right? Right? Isn't that true? You can really, you know, old saying says, people don't care how much you know. Finish that. What? Until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. If you have, what? Love one for another? That's how they'll know we're Christians if we have love one for another. It's those kind of things like that that's going to help open the blinded eyes of people. It wasn't the good preaching. It wasn't the, the, the choir. It wasn't the music when my wife and I came in church in 1989. It was the love of people for my wife and I. It was the love we felt over everything else. All that stuff was good and necessary, and it helped me get to that place. But it was really came down to it. It was the love. 
that was shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. They Maybe they didn't want to have to love us, but they did it because that's what God told them to do. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it hadn't been for the love of those people that helped God use that to draw us in. Little by little, baby step by baby step, we got to that place where we said, this is what we're going to do. You know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? I'm going to bring this to a close. So if we are the only Jesus, you can stand. If we're the only Jesus that this world is ever going to see, then we had better make sure that we are representing him and not ourselves. Because it ain't all about you. You know, the, the old story about the turtle on the fence post? Anybody ever heard that? Anybody not heard that before? He didn't get there by himself. <laughs> he didn't get there by himself. Somebody had to help that turtle get up on that fence post because you know a turtle can't climb a post. So we didn't get here by ourselves. Amen? And we can't just wait for God to send them in the back door. I'm sorry. He's not going to do that. Because this is not the church, this building right here. We talked about that this morning. The people I'm pointing at, that's the church. And Jesus did all his ministry out there. That's why he said, the fields are white unto harvest. Not the church buildings are white unto harvest. Not the sanctuaries. Not the houses where they met. But the fields out there. One preacher preached a message one time, the treasure is in the field. And there's one story in the Bible where the, the man went out and bought the field just to go out and dig up the treasure. And one other preacher preached one, the money's in the fish's mouth. Where's the fish at? Not in here. They're out there. You got to go fishing to get fish, right? They aren't going to just jump in your boat either. There's some fish that will. <laughs> but by and by you got to stick your line in the water you got to extend yourself you got to go to the trouble of getting your boat out and getting your fishing equipment ready and you got to go out there and you got to pull the rope on the motor and you got to go out there and do the fishing sometimes you get some and sometimes you don't get any right but just like the deer hunter they still keep going why because they know eventually they're going to get one so we just have to keep casting our seed. We have to just keep telling people that Jesus loves them. We just have to keep doing it. I know I'm saying stuff that this pastor's already said that stands in this pulpit, so I'm just repeating that, but God's repeating it. So we have to be, this is really for us. Seeing is not always believing. We might say we see it and we understand it, but the truth is if we really believed it, what, we, what are we doing about it? Are we being that Jesus to somebody? Or are we just being religious and saying, I go to church? Because they just, you know, people out there, they, they know if you're just a church attender. Right? And they'll just lump you in with other religious groups out there. And you're no different than anybody else. So we got to be effective for the kingdom.
Amen. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. Lord, I, I thank you for allowing me to minister this message to these people. Lord Jesus, I 